What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the episode of the NFL Universe. I'm joined with Max today. What's up, guys? And we've been gone for quite some time now. Uh, we last time we did an episode was probably a week before the Super Bowl. Gave our Super Bowl picks. We're both right on that. Um, well, in the past now, and honestly, if we did a podcast on the on the Super Bowl, I feel like it's kind of redundant because everyone watches it, everyone talks about it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So the fact that we did miss out on it, I don't think it's the end of the world. Um, everything's overanalyzed. Well, that being said, uh, the draft is right around the corner, which we plan yeah. to do a mock draft with with a new member. Um, as well as free agencies here, a lot of franchise tags, et cetera, et cetera, contract extensions. So that's what we're going to cover. Um, I think right before we get into that, I want to say – one piece of news before we get to that. Uh, Brady came out of retirement. Um, yeah. Which is, I personally expected it. Um, you know, it just made, it made a lot of sense to me. It didn't seem like Tom Brady was ready to hang it up, especially when you, you know, statistically, I thought Tom Brady was the MVP this year. For him to just walk away after an MVP season, losing the playoffs like that, uh, I, I really expected him to come back. That being said, that in the process, they've lost two starting guards. I believe they picked one up. They picked up an offensive lineman, I believe, at some point. They, 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 got, they got Shaq Mason from the Pats. Shaq Mason, yeah, I think for like a fifth-round pick or something like that. That's so that, that was a fantastic, I think, trade for the Buccaneers. That there. Very. So now they're really only one lineman short. Exactly. So they're not doing too bad. And honestly, I'll say this now. Um, my Super Bowl favorites are the Buccaneers. Okay. Storyline makes sense. Storyline over talent in this situation. I, I'm going to yeah. be pushing this to to next Super Bowl. Buccaneers are winning the next Super Bowl. Brady's going it's, out. It, I got a feeling it's going to happen too. So I, if I'm like every NFL team this year, I'm just chalking this year up, and I'm I'm building for, for next year. <laughs> if you, and if you're the Bucks, you're like, yeah, we got it. Yeah. Um. So moving forward from there, uh, the Chiefs. Chose to uh, tag Orlando Brown, keeping that the tackle that they got in last year's trade. Um, obviously, after losing their two tackles and seeing how much having a deep, half somewhat decent offensive line really helps that offense. Yeah. You know, they decide to keep Orlando Brown. In the process, they let a uh, Tyron Matthew go. Um, we're still yet to know where he's going to go, uh, but they did make that up. And I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here. They went ahead and signed Justin Reed for I, I forget what the exact contract was. Um, but, you know, it's a decent portion of money, um, and, and it will probably get to it in a second. I'm just going to go through my list of free agencies, et cetera, et cetera, here. But, um, but yeah, they never play him with Justin Reed, a little bit of a younger option, let Tyron Matthew go. should be interesting to see where he goes. Yeah. Uh, uh, the rumor Brown- has it. Rumor has it they're also in, in works with Tyreek Hill to get an extension. That would de- that would decrease cap hit in the short term because that team, especially with Mahomes' contract coming in, that team's going to be on the hook for a lot of money soon. Yeah. So. They're gonna have to make some moves, and we'll see. I, I saw I was scrolling Twitter, and I saw Ian Rappaport talking about it. Nothing official, but apparently they're in the works for Ty, Tyreek Hill for an extension. Mm-hmm. Um, following that, the Browns franchise tagged David Njoku, um, which I I really don't understand why they franchise tagged yeah, David Njoku. I, I, I didn't get that at all. Solid tight end, just not worth a franchise tag at yeah, all. Is he not? Is he really a franchise player? He's not a franchise player, so I really don't understand that. Um. That being said, Patriots released Kyle Van Noy, um, which, you know, he's, he's 30 years old. They were, they were owed to do him some money. It saved him, I think, about $5 million in cap space. So it made a lot of sense for them to do so. Um, and, then, you know, the Patriots are, are very prone to not wanting to pay guys. You know, you're due for a big contract extension. We'll find a way to replace you. Exhibit A, J.C. Jackson. We'll talk about it, I'm sure, soon. Yep. Um, Jack, Jack Doyle retired from the NFL. Um, he had a pretty good career. Um, you know, I would say somewhat of a short career because I feel like he hasn't been around for that long, maybe five, seven years. But 
in terms of the NFL, it's kind of long. Um, so congrats to the career on his part. Uh, Bengals assigned the franchise tag to Jesse Bates the third, which I personally love this pick. No brainer. Um, Jesse Bates had a somewhat somewhat down year last year, but I think he, he kind of came back this year and played really well. Uh, was a key part to that secondary and going to the Super Bowl. Uh, what a great, fantastic player out of Wake Forest. Uh, go Deeks. Yeah. Um, there's been so much. There's been so much news in, in the past couple of weeks. I'm just trying to cover it all here. Uh, this is kind of a big one. Calvin Ridley was suspended for a year. Wow gambling what he claims to be $1,500 on Falcons games. And for me personally, I think there needs to be an adjustment to the rule. However, he broke the, he broke the rules. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he deserves a suspension. Do I think he deserves a one-year suspension? I think it's a, a, a bit long considering there's players like I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head who have who've done worse stuff, I believe, but <clears> – <throat> Ben Roethlisberger, I think, got like a, a less suspension than that. For... There, there are guys who literally beat women and they're they're punished less. I mean, it's a stupid rule. Up, yeah. but I mean, it's the rule, but like it's got to be changed. The suspension is too long. Um, I think he should be suspended for breaking the rule. However, he wasn't participating in these games, so for him to gamble on them, you know, I don't think it's the end of the world. However, you know, I kind of get it. However, he's got to you know always push the rule first rather than break the rule and then complain about the rule. Push the push to, to change the rule first and then. Do what you want to do at the end of the day as everyone putting it you know in the world of gambling when you're betting up 1500 and then you lose all your money for the next year it's probably not the smartest gamble so i mean i mean that, you that, gotta that think move, of it that way you gotta know the rules that 1500 dollars costed him millions yeah um moving from there the cowboys and the dolphins both tagged their tight ends uh dalton schultz and mike kosecki wasn't as surprised about that i think those they're actually especially kosecki mm-hmm. and it just makes a lot of sense Teams are going heavy with the franchise tag on tight ends this year. They really um, are. The Buccaneers t- uh, tag Godwin, I believe. If they have yet. I can't remember. Oh, did you, did, you, did you just hear the recent news about Godwin? What happened? A three-year, $20 million per year extension as of last night. There you go. So he he was not franchise tagged. He was extended. Well, he he was franchise tagged. But then the, 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 what they said all along was like they were going to franchise hack him by the deadline. If they couldn't mm-hmm. get a deal, they didn't get a deal by them. But now they've made it final. So – Godwin will be seeing a Tempe Buccaneer for three more years. Gotcha. Going from there, um, Aaron Rodgers' conspiracy theories, where is he going, where is he going? Oh, They're over. God. He's going where exactly where I thought he was going, back to the Packers. And I, honestly, if you're Aaron Rodgers, this was all in the plan the entire time. He was never leaving. He basically played this, oh, I might leave, I might not, being, being very vague. I really thought he would leave. In order, and, and I, I think he, he was bluff, I don't think he was 100% bluffing, but four year, $200 million extension, the highest paid quarterback in the NFL at the age of, I believe, what is he, 38 right now? Yeah, spending on a lot. Um, so, you know, that, that, that pretty much, the Packers had a very limited cap going into this, into this free agency period, and they pretty much blew it all on Aaron Rodgers. And it was, as a result, they had to franchise tag Devontae Adams. You know, if you're bringing back Rodgers, you need Devontae Adams to have that one two punch. Definitely could not afford to pay Devontae Adams well, on a new contract extension. Did you hear what Devontae just said? Yeah. Day? He said he will not play on the franchise tag. Mm. And, and he said, and apparently he turned down $23 million a year from the Packers. Wow. So things are really dicey from that perspective. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. And I, from the Packers' perspective, they have to franchise tag him because they're caps limited. You have to. If they want to keep Devontae and not have a Le'Veon Bell situation, I'm assuming they're going to have to make some cuts, even further cuts. And it's yeah. just you're stripping this team of talent in order to pay and for it. In that case, why I don't know. In that case, I don't know why they extended Devontae Campbell and Preston Smith. Yeah, 
because all you're doing is just like taking up more money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here because again, they're dropping a lot of talent. They're really limiting themselves from con- contractual standpoints. You know, they're really limiting their cap by sending Aaron Rodgers to this huge contract, and it, it really begs the question: Why did they draft Jordan Love? He, he has hardly touched the field. Was it to the, put a fire the under waste in history? To put a fire under Aaron Rodgers because it's just. You know, this is the situation where... Honestly, maybe to put a fire under Aaron Rodgers. That's the only thing we can think of. This is the situation where you you drafted it, Jordan Love. You sat him a couple years, gets a couple years of experience, maybe like an Aaron Rodgers to Brett Favre sort of situation. Aaron Rodgers is really good. You know, Jordan Love, develop him, and he's ready to come when you you come to a situation where it's either we let Aaron Rodgers walk, we pay him $200 million. That's where you go, okay, we draft Jordan Love. He's ready to start now. Goodbye, Aaron Rodgers. Let's, Let's move this franchise forward. And it just makes no sense to me. You know, Jordan Love practically plays no no point on that team. And, like, say a QB-hungry team wants – they want to trade him to a QB-hungry team. Well, what are you going to get for him? They certainly – a mere fraction of the value of what you draft him as. Not only that, but they traded up to get him. Yeah. Does not make a lot of sense. Uh, moving forward from there, the biggest trade I think we've seen in the NFL in maybe the past decade because of just, again – Brand-name quarterback, Russell Wilson, was traded to the Denver Broncos. I think we all expected it. However, it does not diminish the effect that it's going to have on the NFL. Um, the Seahawks are going to have to enter a full-blown uh, rebuild. That being said, I just want to go through what they got. They got Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, Drew Locke, and I believe five picks. Um, I think there's assortment of – I think there's a, maybe a first in there. There's like two firsts, um, a couple seconds, and then I think there's like a fifth-round pick in there. That being said – don't love the move on this on the Seahawks part because I think they had to trade him to start the rebuild. I don't think the value the value they got in in exchange is necessarily equal because I think Russell Wilson is one of those players that's on the do not trade list. However, they were kind of forced to do it because franchise was failing. I think it was clear that Russell Wilson kind of wanted out, but would probably not come out and say it. Um, you know, it's just it's a waste to not go into rebuild with how bad poor their defense was, how poor their offensive line is. Um, for the for the Broncos, I think it's a fantastic trade. You know, you traded Noah Fant. That's really the value you're losing here. Shelby Harris was replaceable. Drew Locke was replaceable. Yeah. Um, and, and those picks, the odds that they're you're only going in two to, years. The the odds that you're going to get out of those two years, uh, equivalent to Russell Wilson, who's you know I think Russell Wilson's what 30, 32? I forget. I think he's thirty two, right? Very much has years left. Yeah, so he's got maybe five years left. I mean, you're not you're not going to get that. Maybe I, I, more, depending like seeing how quarterbacks have gone, he might have even more than that. Yeah. So I mean, fantastic trade. I think. The way that Broncos set up their offense, where again they have it, they've been building an offensive line. It, it's solid, decent right now, not horrible. Um, the way they have Jerry Judy, who's a fantastic route runner. It, it, um, it, you're, you're going to have um, Hamler come back from injury. Uh, Javante Williams has been fantastic. Um, you're going to have a cheap running back option there, and then defensively, they always have a great. Denver is known for their defensive groups. They always figure out a way to put something together, to, kind of like the Patriots, to have a good defensive defensive group. So I think I think Russell Wilson's really going to push his franchise forward. How far I don't know, uh, but I think it's it's a it's a A plus trade for the Broncos here. Um, I'd say maybe give it a B for the Seahawks just because of the value they got in return. They had to do it. Question begs for me now is, do they do they trade DK Metcalf and get value out of him and go into a um, full rebuild? Rumor I was going to talk about. They I've seen that the Seahawks are are very. They've said they're open to trading Tyler Lockett. Because they're going to go full full yeah. rebuild. That's no secret. And honestly, I, I think it'd be worthwhile listening on offers for DK as well. I, I think you do fire sale on the team because yeah, just, absolutely. they are so bad everywhere. 
It just makes no sense. I mean, I, I would go ahead and trade Noah Fant, Tyler Lockett, maybe not all in the same trade, and DK Metcalf, and go get picks. Just actually build this team from the ground up. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what they get. Like, they're obviously not going to get first rounder, especially when they've already said we're looking to get rid of Tyler Lockett. But, you know, this, I mean, what this trade is for both sides. Broncos obviously need that guy to get them up top in the Seahawks seen since last year. Like, they're, they're going to rebuild. And, like, they, the Seahawks also came out themselves and said, we thought Russell wouldn't sign an extension here. So that's a big reason why they got rid of him. And they, maybe they could have gotten more, but I think it was very necessary. I think both sides really had to make this deal. Mm-hmm. And we'll see where it goes moving forward. Um, moving on from there, Chargers re-signed Mike Williams to a three-year, $60 million contract. A little a little pricey, yeah, but I think Mike Williams, Mike Williams is a young, you know, somewhat young, 27. He's in his prime. You got him on a three-year until he's 30, until he's 60 million. If he continues to play that, like he does when he's healthy, I think he's worth the money. You know, he, he brings that level of, of dynamic that, you know, because Keenan Allen, again, has continued to regress. You're going to have Mike Williams step up into that and be your lead, lead receiver. I don't hate it. Again, a little pricey, but I think it was it was a decent yeah. move on that I don't part. love it. I think it's a little overpaid, but it, we'll see. Mike Williams is one of those players who every year he's been in the league, he's gotten a little better. So this yeah. could very well end up being worth it. Um, moving on from there, the Titans re-signed Harold Landry, which obviously became a big part of their pass rush moving forward. Um, I thought pretty pretty pricey there, too. I don't know how you feel about it. Five years, $87.5 million love there. Love um, it. A little, little pricey. But again, he's he's Pro Bowler twenty five. You lock him in throughout his entire prime, pretty much, um, and he's going to be a stable for that defense for time to come. You know, yeah. so yeah, and, you know, we we absolutely had to um resign Harold Landry because you know, we talked the uh, the Titans always talk about last year that front four was one of the best they've had in a while. Yeah, it was, it's been such a long time since the Titans had their defensive front be a force and all year they talk about whatever happens next year you have to keep that front four together we did just that and you know for a team like the titans with you know, ryan Tannehill is going to be the quarterback next year and we've seen he, he's pretty limited he's all it, it's fair to say he's holding this team back but if you're going to win with him you have to make sure every other position is loaded and i think the titans are definitely doing with their defense we don't have to make another addition or anything that defense all offseason that's set to go for next year so so I think bring, I mean, it's maybe a little bit of an overpayment, but like Harold Landry said, you know, being the highest paid player in his meeting room was the most important priority. And like, he's only making one more million dollar per year than, than um, Bud Dupree. So I love it personally. 100%. Uh, moving on from there, Seahawks released Bobby Wagner. I probably would expect him to get a trade for him. Again, fire sale on the Seahawks. However, I'm pretty sure this is more of a cap move than anything else. Continue to build cap and, and bring in young talent. So they had to let Bobby Wagner go. Again, I probably would have traded him, but I think, again, it, it's more of a cap move. So if they trade somebody for equivalent cap, then it really doesn't help their cap situation. So release was, was the move for them. Yeah, I mean, it, it. I think it's also one of those moves where, like, he's been there a long time, and, like, he's definitely – it's definitely not prime Bobby Wagner anymore. Yeah. So, like, who they probably thought – I mean, they might have tried to trade him. Who knows? They probably just couldn't get much for him. Yep. Moving on from there, the commanders, which um, I don't know if we've been on since they – Washington has changed their name to Commanders. Yeah. So the Washington Commanders now, uh, they went ahead and acquired Carson Wentz. Um, from the Commander side of things, don't really understand it. Carson Wentz, it seems at this point, doesn't really have a high enough ceiling to really change, change a franchise. Again, he's just a plug-and-play quarterback where if you have a fantastic team around him, maybe he can take you on a deep playoff run because he's good enough to do that. But he's not going to push this team over the top. He's not talented enough. On the Colts side of things, 
I don't love it either. I mean, given they got a couple, they got a couple picks out of it, but this is the third, they're going to move on to their third quarterback in, in three years with a, a young group that they're trying to, they're trying to build. I mean, between like Pittman, um, Quentin Nelson, again, you have a, a lot of young pieces there that are trying to build this team. And if you continue to switch quarterbacks, especially on the offensive side of things, you know, it's, it's going to bring about some issues. You know, you're going to have inconsistencies from wide receivers running routes and timing. And, you know, these things take time and chemistry to build. And if you're constantly switching out your quarterback, you're, you're going to have that issue. However, I think it was clear that Carson Wentz wasn't the issue. I mean, what, what was was not the answer, rather. Yeah, I was going to so, say. So getting them, uh, getting picks out of him isn't terrible. I just don't know if trading him right now was the absolute elite move of what you needed to do. Don't hate the trade on the cold side of things. I just makes no sense to me on the Washington side of things. Yeah, I mean, for Washington, I, I don't get what they're doing at all. I, I don't know why you give up two third rounders with one of them having the potential to be a second for a guy who was awful last year. I mean, he and a guy who's had, you know, he, he's had talk about him being a locker room nuisance. And like they, he apparently, he wasn't the Colts too. I, I, I was reading that the problems for, for him were a lot deeper than just like the collapse in Jacksonville at the end of the year. Apparently the Colts were not happy with them for a long time. I mean, and honestly, I'm kind of surprised they're able to even get anything for Wentz. And I honestly don't blame him for making the move. I, I personally would have taken even a fifth rounder for Carson because that's how bad I thought he was last year. But, you know, this Colts team has to figure out a way to get quarterbacks. You know, number one, I really don't think the support system around them is that good. I think they really, they, they haven't recovered from losing Anthony Costanzo to retirement. That, that left side of that offensive line has been a question ever since. Michael Pittman, he's a he could be a decent receiver too. I never, I don't see him at least now being that receiver one. They still need that guy. Probably need one or two more guys. And I mean, on on defense, they just re- acquired Yannick and Gawkway, so like their defense will probably be pretty good again. But I mean, they have to figure out that offense. And why well, I, I also have heard that they're definitely in play for Jimmy G. And I also heard even further, the Colts apparently are the only market for Jimmy G as of right now. So that's who I'd expect them to play with next year which again is one of those plug and plays. I don't think he's going to give you your answer that you're looking for either. I don't either. Definitely not Super Bowl, but like all the Colts need to do was win one more, one of those games between the against the Raiders and Jacks to make the playoffs. So I think Jimmy G can at least do that for them. Yep. Uh, moving forward from there, this isn't on the list, but I just wanted to mention it. Joe Schoen is probably the best GM that the Giants have had in forever. My, my buddies talked to me all about it. I mean, from a Giants perspective, this is, this is amazing, right? We finally addressed the offensive line. It took what Gettleman couldn't do in five years. We did it, and Joe Schoen did it about two months. Um, and these aren't high-profile signings either. This is why I mentioned them, especially as a Giants fan. We got Mark, uh, Mark Lewinsky, three-year, $20 million deal. Really solid interior offensive lineman who will, will really help us out in the interior offensive line compared to the talent that we have. And then a couple days later, he went and signed John Feliciano, who was a really good lineman for the Bills, you know, helped lead them to the playoffs, a deep playoff run last, uh, past season. I think it was a pretty good signing. And then what was one of our biggest issues last year? Daniel Jones, when he got injured, uh, you know, we pretty much went down the dumps when we didn't have a quarterback to replace him. Um, we were already bad to begin with. We go get Tyrod Taylor, who I think A stands as our backup, but B, honestly, with Daniel Jones, and I think he's kind of lackluster play. For the time being, you know, we got him on a two-year $11 million deal, which I don't think is terrible for a quarterback. Um, for the time being, Tyrod Taylor, again, maybe – is that Jordan Love where he puts a fire under Daniel Jones to perform better? Or we're going to have some quarterback competition. So I like that. You know, they didn't, we didn't put a, ton, put a ton of cap into Tara Taylor. So I think it's a decent signing. And then we will get Ricky Seals Jones, who pretty much scored that game when he touched on us last season, can actually catch the football unlike Evan Ingram. 
So I, I guess three really, really solid, I think, signings for the Giants. No, nothing blockbuster, but, you know, signings that build depth that you're not going to see, you know, on, on the newspapers. But again, it builds a championship team in the long run. So I'm just really happy with Joe Schoen has done so far. No, I think the Tyrod Taylor deal is honestly probably the best thing that could happen to Daniel Jones. The shows the Giants are basically saying, like, look, we believe in you right now and you're going to get this chance, but, you know, you got to step it up. And what what better way to light a fire under him than replacing with one of the best backup quarterbacks of our generation. Like if you look at you know, guys in the, in the NFL who just made their careers, just being great backups, Tyrod Taylor is probably one of the best ever to do it. And I think for a guy like, for a guy like Daniel, like he needs that kind of guy who could easily replace him, but also showing the giant showing, like we want to make it work with you, but you got to show us what you can do. So I, it's a great way for Daniel to get his last chance. 100%. So moving on from there, um, the Chargers went and acquired Khalil Mack from, from the Brown, uh, the Bears, rather, for a second and a sixth-round pick. I think an absolute steal for the Chargers. You know, the Bears didn't really have much to do with him. hasn't really played, played up to this contract. Um, that being said, again, I think this is kind of the Rams-Von Miller move last year where you have, you know, you have Bosa, Joey Bosa. You, you tag on Khalil Mack to start building a pass rush. Obviously, they went and signed to J.C. Jackson. Um, I guess we'll address that now. They signed J.C. Jackson to like an $83 million contract. Again, they're, they're spending a lot of money, but I think in, in really valuable ways. If it doesn't work out, and I think it may be a, a, a reason of Herbert not being timed ready in terms of he may not have enough experience to really get to that Super Bowl, get to that really deep playoff run yet. So they may be jumping the gun a little bit early in terms of signing free agents to, to fill the holes in the team. However, I really like the free agent signings. I think I think it really builds a complete team. They're very close to being, you know, I think this team could win a Super Bowl on paper. Don't yeah. know how their experience in coaching is going to hand, you know, play out for them. But I think on paper, this is a team that could win the Super Bowl. Are, are they going to be a, a Bills Chiefs type of team, or are you know, especially with Joe, uh, Herbert at quarterback, or are they going to turn out to be a Browns where? Fantastic team on on paper, but doesn't work out. I don't know, so we'll have to find out and see. But again. The signings and the trades are doing right now, I think are pretty fantastic. I, I think a bigger question than anything is how are they going to fare in that AFC West division? Because right now, yeah. I don't think you can argue that division looks like the best in football, especially with the moves they've each team has made in the past week. In fairness, three of those, the all three wild card spots could go to those teams. But if we're being realistic, one of those teams is likely to miss the playoffs. So you could see one of the more talented teams in the NFL out of the playoffs because of pure circumstance. So we'll, I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. 100%. Uh, so moving on from there, Max Crosby was signed to a four-year $99 million contract. It was fantastic for the Raiders defense last year. And I, I kind of love the Raiders because you have Darren Wall on the offensive side and you have Max Crosby on, on the other side. You know, bo both former addicts, um, different substances, I believe. I, I think Max Crosby was addicted to, it was an alcoholic. So was um, Darren Waller. But yeah, and they both are alcoholics and they both turn their lives around and, and are yeah. making hundreds of million dollars in the, in the NFL and very good players and deserving of it. You know, this is one of those things that we have a homegrown, homegrown pass rusher. You know, we're going to keep him here. We like the way he's played. Um, you know, he's, he's 24. So a lot left in him. I really like the signing. I, mean, I think it's a decent value too. you know, paying $25 million a year, a little steep, but again, with the value that Max Crosby provides you at the age that he does, he only stands to get better over time. So yeah, I think he's feel, only getting better and he'll play into that contract rather than him being worth money now. And better to pay a guy like a really good edge rusher because, you know, mm -hmm. edge rushes are so valuable, you know, in Titans with Harold Landry overpaying a little, but Raiders Max Rossi, maybe a little, but again, 
both homegrown edge rushers that's so hard to find. So I think, you know, especially with the Raiders here in this case, really making a great move investing into such a critical guy who's gotten better throughout his career. Browns go ahead and acquire Mari Cooper from the Cowboys for a fifth to sixth round pick. Cowboys are looking to dump Mari Cooper here. Um, they needed con- they needed uh, cap- oh, cap space in order to make a lot of different signings, and Mari Cooper was unfortunately the one that had to go as a result. Browns get incredibly good value for Mari Cooper for a fifth to sixth round pick. However, is it going to make a difference to the Browns? I don't think so. You know, they had they they had Odell. No matter who they bring in there, they're unsuccessful. And there's something deeper than than talent on that team that is not allowing them to win. It could be a dead end spot for Amari Cooper here. That being said, Browns got good value. If it works out, it works out. You know, they had good value to start. Just don't know how well Amari's going to Amari Cooper's going to do in Cleveland. Um, yeah, honestly, I'm surprised that the Cowboys are even able to trade Amari Cooper because he's been. Honestly, overpaid and underproductive, underproductive for what he's done. And they, the word came out that they were likely to release him. And I'm not sure why, honestly, the Browns spent a fifth-round pick. It's probably because the way his contracts lined up right now, he has no guaranteed money left. So if he even slightly underperforms, he is out of there. And with the way the Browns have been run, I don't know. I, I think it could be a, not a great ending. And I and with the way you, you see, you see what Jarvis Landry was saying weeks ago. Yeah, he got released. But um, what was he saying? Apparently he they, he was saying the Browns were making him play through an injury. All right, and like, sounds he like was also just ta- dunking on the culture over there, which is no surprise. Yeah. That being said, moving forward, um, Buccaneers re-signed Ryan Jensen, again bringing back uh, their center, um, which is is you know, you know, three years, thirty nine million dollars, kind of expensive, but again they're they're trying to keep that offensive line together for Brady. Um, don't have much else to say there. Um. Packers signed Preston Smith to that contract extension again, which is going to be tough to fit in Devonta Adams, but they had released somebody. They released a Darius Smith who gets picked up by the... Yeah, that confused me too. Why would you re-sign Preston Smith and Devondre Campbell but get rid of the, the Darius Smith? Yeah. I don't get you know, that. I don't get it either. Darius Smith was your best pastor. So that being said, I guess he might have been the most expensive. Um, On That's top of that, there... Yeah, the Darius Smith definitely go. He goes to the Rams, uh, not the Rams, rather the Ravens, rather as a result of this, um, which I don't remember the exact details of his signing. But where um, from there, uh, the Dolphins re-signed Emmanuel Ogba. Uh, the Dolphins went ahead and signed Chase Edmonds, which to a two-year, twelve point six million dollar contract. Don't love it, don't hate it. Don't think Chase Edmonds is really going to make much of a difference in Miami. Um, the Steelers signed Mitchell Trubisky, which I think is interesting. I guess they're, they're planning to roll with him <laughs> for the next two years. It's going to be a dead end. They're going to have to go quarterback. Yeah. It's going to be a dead end. They're going to have to draft another quarterback. That's it's really what's going to happen here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seahawks re Quandre Diggs, which I don't really get to a three-year, $40 million contract. Don't really know why. Why would he want to stay there? Why would you want to keep him? They threw, they threw a very expensive contract at him for a safety. They can't safety doing the week with him and Jamal Adams. Yeah, Jamal Adams definitely wants to get out of there right now. Uh, yeah, the man. Bears, the Bears signed uh, Larry Agunjabi, is what his name. However, yeah, it is. great defensive tackle for the Bengals last year. It was, it was pretty solid for them. You know, I think he, he had seven sacks. Um, pretty solid for the for the Bears there. Um, you know, a little bit overpaid, three year, forty forty and a half million dollars, but. Uh, for in terms of the Bears right now, they're an absolute mess and need to figure it out. I don't think there's much more to say about that. Um, but here's where we get to kind of interesting what I want to talk about. The Jaguars made three really a couple of potent, really huge offensive signings across their entire offense. 
they get Brandon Scherf, uh, who's 30 years old. Um, they'll go ahead and sign. Um, who else? Alu Kong. I don't even know who that is. He played for the the Falcons. More importantly, they they oh they're they linebacker, are, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think one of their worst. This is the one of the worst signings I've seen in recent memory. Christian Kirk. To I forget what the exact contract. Oh, the contract was four was, years. Uh, I believe it's it's four years. I know. I believe it's valued at eighteen million, but has incentives and potential to be twenty one million a year. Which is incredible for Christian Kirk, who's never had a thousand yard season. Like, what is Christian? Well, uh, Christian Kirk's like a mid tier receiver too. I think. Yeah. Like I, mean, I don't know what they they're just throwing their money around because they think they're helping out Trevor. But like, you spend your money wisely. Hey, uh, I couldn't have said it better. Could not have said it better. And that's that's a huge issue with them. Eagles went ahead and got Hassan Riddick, who had his breakout year last year. Um, he's had twenty three and a half sacks over two seasons. Um, was very 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 good last year. And, you know, he's, he's three years, 50, 45 million. I think it's pretty good value for the Eagles, especially with the budding pressure, pressure that he's become. Um, the Packers went ahead and signed Devondre Campbell, which we talked about, five years, 50 million. Again, really expensive contracts for players that you don't necessarily need. Um, Chargers went ahead and signed J.C. Jackson. We talked about that. Dolphins went ahead and signed Teddy Bridgewater to a one-year contract. I'm assuming it's the backup to in case he gets injured, however, maybe bring some quarterback competition because I think two is not the answer at this point. Doesn't really matter much. Um, Buccaneers re-signed Carlton Davis, who was a really good corner from them last year. And, and, you know, again, bringing back those vital parts of the defense that they can afford to um, in order to bring this championship team back together, at least championship two years ago, championship team that they had. Jaguar signed Evan Ingram to a one-year one $9 million contract. <laughs> Evan Ingram has no hands. I'm not – again – Athletic as hell, one of the most athletic tight ends in the entire league. Fantastic speed. He just can't catch footballs. I don't hate it because it's a one-year nine million nine million dollar contract. A little bit on the expensive side, but you're limited. You know, they only have him for one year. Kind of a kind of a test run here. Um, don't necessarily hate it. Just don't think he's going to add much value to your offense. Um, Cowboys signed Marcus Lawrence to a three-year, thirty million dollar contract extension. Pretty solid there. Ten million dollars a year for the pass rushing that. Uh, Lawrence gives you is pretty solid, in my opinion. Um, the Jets signed CJ Uzuma, which I really love the signing for the Jets. Um, gives Wilson a nice target. Uh, was really, really good with the Bengals over the last year. Uh, was I think it was a crucial part in that playoff run that they made. Uh, three years, $24 million. Coming up from there, the Jaguars went ahead and signed Zay Jones. Third, third again, is one of those other things. Third string receiver Why? for the Raiders. And then third string after Henry Ruggs was gone, too. And $10 million a year. Three years, $24 million contract. So, again, you're dumping $8 million a year. $8 million a year. Okay. Still bad. You're dumping 8 to $10 million a year to a receiver that's never had better than maybe like a 500-yard season, 550-yard season. Just doesn't make sense to me. Just dumping a ton of money into a player that doesn't really deserve it, and it's not really going to help your offense really change. You're giving, you're giving Lawrence weapons, but you could have went and drafted the equivalent weapons in the fifth to fourth round, in my opinion, and saved a lot of money. Uh, moving from there – Chiefs re-signed Justin Reed to a three-year, $31.5 million contract again. Essentially replacing uh, Tyron Matthew. He's 25 years old, so it, it adds some value there. 49ers get Javarius Ward. The Rams released Johnny Hecker. Uh, Tad to see him go. Weren't really getting much value out of him because they don't punt as much. They've been a really good offense, and to pay, you know, to have one of the elite punters in the league just doesn't make sense from a salary, salary cap standpoint. Right. So they had to let him go. Um, you know, fantastic punter. He will find a home elsewhere. Um, I'm sure he was 
both sides kind of understood the understood how it played out. Yeah. Um, the Browns went ahead went ahead and acquired Chase Winovich in exchange for uh, Mac Wilson, which I really like to trade for the Browns. I think Chase Winovich is a lot better, and he's shown to be a lot better than than the um, than, than Mac Wilson because it's you know to trade Once one. Again, the one. Pats don't want to pay their upstar guys. Exactly that, and at just this by the nature of how this trade is going to work. Chase Winovich is going to fall off a cliff and Mac Wilson is becoming an elite linebacker that the Patriots go ahead and dump in about a year or two when he asks for a contract extension. Can I mention two things that I have to actually kind of go in like five minutes? Yep. So first off, I'm sure you saw yesterday, Vaughn Miller. How about that? Cashing in six years, 120 million with 51 million guaranteed. I mean, so the Bills think this is 2016. You know, I was looking at the breakdown of, of the signing. And it comes down to this. I think it's the first three years, they have 53 million. So it's nearly like half the contract, but it's like, I, I don't know. It, the, he's going to be locked into that contract until he's 39 years old. Yeah. He's going to fall off a cliff 34, 35 right. years old. Yeah. You, you're, you're throwing away $4 million of, of a lot of money in salary cap, $20 million in exchange for a pass rusher that essentially fits your Super Bowl window. But I mean, with Josh Allen, you're going to have a longer window. I think that's a, that's the sort of thing you build over time rather than try and make a huge splash for the free agent. I think it made sense for the Rams because the Rams were – after the Rams got Matt Stafford, it just made a lot of sense. They're like, look, we love Matt Stafford. We love his fit. We need we need that one big pass rusher that's going to be able to do something for us. That's what they went ahead and acquired Bob Miller. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. You know, I, I don't think they really it need it. It only affects him this year. Like, they, they only affects him for this draft. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it's going to be really tough to manage that contract situation. Yeah, I expect it to uh, Von Miller to get released halfway through their contracts. And it's going to be a ton no, of that. No, no, no way that contract lasts six years. I don't get it at all. Also, another thing, the last thing I wanted to talk about was, so the Eagles, Colts, and Titans yesterday all proposed rule changes to overtime. So everyone's been talking about for years that the overtime rules need to be changed to give teams fair shot. Both teams get a chance to possess the ball in overtime. And that's, that's exactly what the Eagles and Colts proposed yesterday. The Titans took it a step further. So they said both teams should get an opportunity to get the ball in overtime. Unless, and listen here, unless the team who gets the ball first goes and scores the touchdown and they can go for two to put it away. I know it's my team who proposes. I personally love it though, because I know Nick, you've been in some in the middle of like, yeah, you want both teams to get the ball, but like if you can't stop them 70 yards down the field, maybe you don't get a shot. Well, I think this is perfect. If you can't stop the opposing offense all the way down the field and you still can't stop a two-point conversion, then as a defense, I really got nothing for you. You've had two big chances and also makes interesting for the offense. Like, do you want to put the game away? Do you trust your offense and not your de- and maybe you feel good about your defense too? Or do you keep it going? It's gonna if that gets approved, that's gonna make things really interesting for NFL teams in overtime. And I really like it. It's gonna add so much more drama. And of course, the NFL loves their drama. I just agree with you. It's, it's definitely a very interesting proposal. I'm personally, I'd probably say I'd put that second. Probably my favorite would be to play a full overtime period. That makes a lot of sense to me too. Yeah. But that's also very, that's a very interesting thing that I would definitely would bring in ratings. Would not be surprised if the NFL passes that. Just I think they might. Fact, I think they really might. They might pass it just on the fact that it might it boost ratings and they'll see how it goes and how it functions throughout a year. Because, you know, they did things like that with reviewing pass interference you know they tested it out for a year they didn't like it they got rid of it however I, I do think they probably should bring it back just t- fine-tune it in terms of the pass interference but that's a whole other rabbit hole 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't hate the proposal. There we go. Well, I personally have to go because I got class in a few minutes. So I don't know if you're going to continue, but I yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and finish it out, guys. We're going to let Max go. Um, All right. Just- See you guys. See you to Max. Um, so for me personally, uh, just covering the rest of the free agents here and, and the trades, um, Lions acquired DJ Chark, pretty solid there. Kind of like DJ Chark, one-year, $12 million contract. Again, I don't mind paying a guy a little bit extra if it's a one-year deal. You know, if it's that's not the end of the world, you're only locked to him for a year. You're not burning years upon years of cap and, and, and draft capital. Um, Jaguars released Miles Jack in, in – in, Probably a way to save money to go ahead and stack their offense, which don't love the move. Miles Jack was really talented for them. Um, and you know, he's gonna do elsewhere. He signed somewhere else, so I'll get to it in a second. Um, Andrew Whitworth retired, fantastic career, Hall of Famer for sure. Um Buccaneers signed Russell Gage, Jets signed DJ Reed, um, Vikings signed Jordan Hicks. Um, here's a good one. Marcus May, which has been the best safety on in New York for a while now. Uh, very, very good for the Jets. Go ahead and sign with the Saints here. Uh, Three-year, $28.5 million contract. And uh, honestly, I like this a lot, especially when, you know, you're restructuring contracts and you're trying to bring in Deshaun Watson. You stack the defense a little bit, maybe to entice him. Don't really hate this here. You know, it, it should be pretty solid, pretty interesting to see. Um, moving from there, uh, Jaguar signed Darius Williams, who's been a fantastic corner for the, for the Rams for a little bit now. Um, it was really important. That's who Bill run. He signs for a three-year, $30 million contract. It's kind of a big loss for the Rams. Raiders signed Chandler Jones, who is a really talented player, but he is 32 now. He's starting to age out. Four-year, $68 million contract. They definitely overpaid for him. But I think the Raiders are really going in here in terms of building that pass rush and trying to make a playoff run. You know, I think they were they thought we're really close last year. Let's make some fine tunes. Um, let's refine some things. We had a bit of an interesting midseason point with Henry Ruggs. You know, it's probably being a little bit of a distraction to the team. Let's go all in and build this pass rush to see what we can do. Um, Colts, go ahead and get Yannick Ngakwe for Rocky Sin. I thought Rocky Sin's a pretty solid talent. It's weird how Yannick Ngakwe gets traded so much. We'll see what he does uh, in terms of what he does with the Colts. Um, his lone season with the Raiders, he put up 10 sacks. It was pretty solid. He's a solid pass rusher. I don't know why he gets traded so much. That being said, Rocky Sin's a pretty good uh, corner prospect. And it should add some depth, especially with the you know the Raiders going ahead and getting Chandler Jones, re-signing Max Crosby. Didn't have much use for Yannick Ngakwe, so it made a lot of sense for them to trade him. Um, and they got a pretty good corner out of it. And they think, think uh, you know, somewhat young and building corner out of that. Uh, Titans released Julio Jones, kind of had to. Too expensive and not enough production. Uh, gets injured a lot, so it just wasn't the greatest thing for him. Um, so they had to get rid of him. Raven signed his area Smith. Um, Steelers went ahead and signed Miles Jack. I love the signing a lot. Um, two years, $16 million contract. Pretty good money, too. Like that. We talked about Bob Miller. And the last thing that happened was Casey Hayward signed with the Falcons. And everyone covers everything, you know. Kind of speed run through all of it because so much information to cover. Um, as we go into next week, we should be able to cover a little bit less, go a little bit more in depth. Talk about projections and in terms of where the free agent signings land teams and what do we think about the projections of people. But that being said, the draft's right around the corner. Uh, so we should have a little bit of draft content coming soon. I still got to go through it and check all my draft mocks and, and you know, review some, some tape, which I haven't done for everybody yet. You know, there's a couple of guys at the top that have been looked at. But in terms of depth, you know, I like to at least look into the third round uh, of potential players. So until then, see you guys around next time. Uh, thank you for watching us for our comeback and we'll see you guys next week.